0: Welcome ladies and gents to yet another wet, cold July evening. We're almost through winter. Winter is almost done. But if you need somewhere to hang out that is warm, dry, beer on tap and footy on the telly, head on down to the Yorkshire Hotel. You'll see myself there quite a lot because it's much warmer than my own house. Let's get straight in to our crystal ball preview because uh, our punting last week was not that great. So I'm not going to mention it. No. Nah, I'm going to just move on, just cross the line through it. Much like many of the team's performances last week, it's going to move on. No need to review the tape. Just back the process and get on with the job this week. But we are six weeks out from funnels starting. So it's time to do what we like to do best. That's be first and be right.
1: <laughs> we hope we're right. We
0: hope we're right. We're going to do our lot predictions for the funnels and try and set out our top eights. Uh, we've already eliminated some teams So unfortunately Fans of these clubs You can uh, tune out for the next couple of minutes Carlton Obviously No more wins for The rest of the year We're not making finals And uh, after our uh, Sauce's fisticuffs cuffs With Caro on Monday night And Lloydie. And Lloydie. That was great television That was awesome I it, loved it He was throwing punches Left right and centre Keep fighting out there Sauce But I got a long way to go Gold Coast At least put up a fight Follow in the Blues Footsteps And do something You know But make yourself relevant yeah, How big is that game Against Carlton Carlton can't win that game, can they?
1: If, do you reckon he... Look, they really I, can't. I know they've come out and stood by, you know, Bolton and all that stuff, but if if they lose, does that mean he's just... See you later, mate? You'd think so, wouldn't you? Like, surely they should be beating Gold Coast, who up to 20 players, one out. You, you would uh, think so, but...
0: Like, that that Carlton team doesn't look like winning anything. No, well, it's... they struggle to win a VFL game. Two blokes are carrying them, so... Mm. And, yeah, Gold Coast... Yeah, they're done. Yep, St Kilda, thanks for coming, but you're also done. I've got you down to win one of your last six. Uh, much, it wasn't it wasn't the dumpster fire season that it could have been, but it wasn't great either. Doggies, well, that's going to be a long, hard review down there, and maybe a sneaking other coach in the uh, in the firing line, I reckon, uh, because he's
1: still got plenty of plenty of cachet in the bank. He's 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 good there for a while, I think, and they might they might sneak one or two more wins, but they they just can't score at the moment.
0: Yeah. And again, a pretty lengthy injury list. They're preventing them from doing what they can do best. The sneaky team that left their run too late at the Lions. i have got to win them three games of the last six. Well, they beat Gold Coast, and they probably beat
1: North, who are going to start falling off the the perch, which I predicted earlier in the, in the
0: year would happen after the bye week. Yeah. Um, and I reckon they're a sneaky chance this weekend, but we'll save that for yeah, our game-by-game game yeah. game reviews. And our last one that can cross a line through is Frio, who probably... <laughs> played the worst game ever for a win last week it was pretty ordinary conditions uh, Port weren't
1: much better and they should have won by a lot more and again they probably, they cost us money for it because they scored 59 points
0: they needed to score just two, two more points two
1: more points and they had a stinker in front of goal so yeah look they're in my bad books at the moment a few other teams last week that were near it, but not near enough for us but yeah Fremantle, they'll probably win one more if they're lucky, I reckon. Yeah. But if they show what they did on Sunday, at least they had an effort. They put in mm. tackle pressure. We talk about it a lot. It's just want teams to show up and show you something.
0: And um, which, what Brisbane are doing, and you know, Gold Coast and Carlton are. So. Now for the teams that are in with a sniff, and we'll start with Essendon. So I have Essendon finishing 12th, winning three of their last six, and those three being Frio, Hawthorne, and St Kilda but I don't think they have anything left in the tank to beat the teams up the top. Now, that does fly a little bit against the stats because they have performed remarkably well against teams in the top eight. So you look at their stats for that figure, head-to-head, matches against top eight this year, they've played eight, won four, so you would think they maybe pinch one against some better competition, but I think at this stage of the year, teams that are going to play like Sydney, like Hawthorne, and like Richmond, aren't going to drop one to them with six weeks to go.
1: Yeah no, nah, I I still don't rate Essendon a lot. They they weren't ultra convincing on the weekend, and yeah, I just don't think they're good enough. And if teams can take out their run of half-back, which you know the good teams have been able to do, they're very inefficient going forward and don't score enough. And they're very slow ball moving as well. They, they need to add a you know an inside mid and a few other little things, a few other jigs, uh, pieces to their jigsaw. They're not probably far away. You know another year or two with the right recruiting. But this year, I reckon they might as well just pack up shop and I don't think they win many more games.
0: Yep, I do agree with that one. Now a contentious one. Based on last week's form, everyone's back on the Adelaide bandwagon. They cracked the code apparently. They found their pace. Rory Sloan signing on for a five-year deal against the inside mail that Barrell had here saying he was definitely going to Geelong very early in the season. I
1: never went public with that.
0: You never went public? Oh, he went semi-public. I never went public with that. You I told a
1: few close friends that I heard a rumour.
0: A rumour <laughs> that he was definitely going to Geelong. Don't worry, Carrie did the same thing too, you know. And she got really defensive as well when someone pointed her out. Yeah, well, She's like, oh, I, my bad, my bad, we make mistakes. Nah, Carrie. nah. When you make mistakes that are like, it on the chin, you can't be going, oh, you can't hold me to account because you hold everyone to account. I'm happy to
1: make outlandish predictions with matches, but I, I generally keep that sort of
0: stuff under wraps. Hush, hush. But uh, on to the prediction then I've got Adelaide winning Three out of their last six There are 50-50 chance In every game But for mine That has them missing out On the eight And finishing in 11th You I think have them Sneaking into the 8 I've got them finishing
1: 8th So they get McGovern back uh, They're only a few weeks Off getting Douglas back uh, Obviously Kirtley Hampton's retired McKay's probably A couple weeks back away um, Now Smith Plays in the Sample this week as well so, they're going to get some, some quality players back over the next few weeks. and Obviously, uh, McGovern's one of them. Uh, Brodie Smith, Daniel Taylor, Andy Ott, and those sort of blokes. They play Brisbane this week. Now, I know it's a bit of a danger game for going off what Brisbane's last three, but was like, Brisbane haven't won three in a row for five or six years. They haven't won four in a row for a lot longer. Mm. They're still a young team. They've still got a lot to, to learn. You know, it's good they've had this up here, but I think had, they'll definitely drop this to Adelaide. I'm backing massively Adelaide in Adelaide against Melbourne because Melbourne have shown they're not they're flip floppy. They probably have a stronger side by around 20 than they did last time they played Port, and we've already seen Port a bit wishful. You know we don't know what we get for Port. Port on Sunday was deplorable, and you just never know. I'm I'm, I'm think Adelaide are a more reliable team than what Port are at the moment. Then you got GWS, which you, I'm tipping GWS. Then they play North, which Again, at home, north is a win. Then they play Carlton. So I've got them winning five of the last six and sneaking into the eight.
0: What from Adelaide has shown they can do it consistently as well? They've very rarely this year played back-to-back good games, let alone strung together a period of six weeks where they've been more than a borderline 50-50 chance.
1: Because they're getting players back from injury. They've, they've had injury curses all year. They had their little flat. period. Every team this has had a flat period, of three to four weeks, mm-hmm. and you know, they didn't have their full strength. slot there, and a lot of the players, you know, weren't really putting in for that, that little short period we talked about it on here, and every other media outlet went over it as well. But now they're, they're starting to show a bit of, you know, bit of tick a bit of fight. Lynch has signed on, uh, Sloan's signed on. So obviously they've fixed whatever they needed to fix internally, and we all heard about their pre-season camp and stuff. So obviously they've sorted that out, they've fixed it. That little press conference they did, you know, as much as everyone gave them shit about it, obviously sorted out a few issues. Looked like they're back on the same page. They're getting a few boys back from injury. You know, it was a massive win for them last week, and I think, yeah, going forward, they're a danger team again, they play some, they play games at home, which also makes it tough of any team going interstate. But outside of, out over, they're always a better team there, and the, the teams they play away at Brisbane Carlton. Mm. I mean, you're probably back from
0: doing those. Absolutely. And last week against Geelong, they showed that, again, this year, as much as everyone's been complaining about teams like Richmond, teams like Collingwood that like to lock it in their forward 50 and smother, smother the game and kill the game and keep it congested, Adelaide showed that if you have skill and you have speed... You could beat anyone, and they'd made Geelong look second-rate. Well, West Coast showed that as well. West Coast did the same to the second place. And, so,
1: and GWS, so. GWS and West Coast are kicking uncontested teams at the moment. Move the ball by kicking, keeping it short. That's what it, uh, Leonard Cameron spoke about it after the game with Richmond. West Coast did the exact same thing with Richmond in Perth. And I mean, I've mean i spoken about it numerous times in the last six or seven weeks when GWS have got going again. They're handballing less, kicking more, using their skill... Cutting teams do like that, and West Coast were a perfect example out against Collingwood. It stops you from putting that frontal pressure on, stops you from locking the ball in, because there's no there's no stoppages, there's mm. no. And even then, when there was well stoppages, they smashed us anyway. So, yeah, that's probably getting off topic. but yeah, Adelaide can move the ball really well, especially Adelaide Oval and Geelong. For some reason, whenever they want to open up a game, they get slaughtered. So,
0: yep. All right, so there are 50-50 chance of getting to the eight. If they do sneak in, are they any chance, or are they going to be an also-ran in the finals?
1: Well, they won't play at home, and they'll probably end up you know, getting a Collingwood Geelong, Sydney, which away, which is pretty tough. So, yeah, they might win one final, but I don't, see them. I don't see them winning the flag this year. And, you know, personally, if, I'd almost be tempted if I was them to put the queue in the rack, get the earlier draft picks, and uh, load up next year. Fair enough.
0: All right, another team that's going to be a 50-50 proposition for mine is Melbourne. I have them winning one game, that being their game against Gold Coast, and then their run-in involves Geelong this week, Adelaide the week after, and then the last three weeks are Sydney, West Coast, and GWS. They could probably sneak one of those. Well, so they, they beat Gold Coast. They get Gold Coast. think that's, that's an absolute gimme. They. But other than that, they might beat Geelong. The only problem with that is John's playing at skill and we'll review yeah, that later on yeah. but that's the, big, that's the big issue there. I don't think they beat LA. They don't beat
1: Sydney. They don't beat West Coast. Is the West Coast game over there or here? Over there. So they won't beat West Coast and GWS, they'll be... I really, really... Is this bad of I me? Mean, I really, really hope that Melbourne need to win the last game to make the eight and GWS need to win the last game to make the four and GWS win and knock them out. Yeah. It's a bit... It's a just
0: repeat. Bit of deja vu oh, there. But, but they the have game. not won... They just do not compete well against the top eight sides. And is this the softest? It's going to sound harsh. We don't like being negative, but it's a bit of built-up stuff with Melbourne. And yes, you know, sometimes we can't take our biases away from our analysis. But when a team like Melbourne has cost you a lot of money since we started (laughs) doing this podcast, you do get very, very frustrated with a team you can't trust. But if we look at the Demons this year, they've played top top eight teams just four times. Yeah. For zero wins, yeah, they have not proven themselves no, against caliber. And now they've got injuries
1: as well with Viney, obviously a massive out, and now Hewitt this week. So, yeah, I, yeah,
0: no, I can't do it. They're missing out again. What do they need? What do they need to fix to try and get into the eight next year? It's,
1: they need speed. They need speed. They need some outside players. They need some outside silk. They need to give Salem some help. They need some half. They need some someone off the back. Well, Jaden Hunt's obviously injured, but they need like, someone like him firing they need to figure out what they're going to do with Jesse Hogan and yeah they just, they've got enough inside mids they just need someone on the outside they need a, a trawler like player so everyone talks up um, Angus Brayshaw no, yeah Angus Brayshaw so everyone t- talks up um, Oliver, Clayton, Oliver. Clayton Oliver and how good he's going to be he's going to be a gun player he needs to develop more of that I think he needs to be the outside sort of player because he got Viney and he got Petrarca. Petrarca should probably play more midfield for the time as well but they just need someone with a bit of speed who can break away from a stoppage or they can handball it out and run, run with it from a stoppage they don't have that every other team does in the top four top 5 You they've got the explosiveness to break away from stoppage run five ten ten metres, break the lines Melbourne don't really have that so I, I think that's one thing they're missing especially at halfback mm. um, and they just I think yeah they pro- they, pro- they obviously get um I he probably won't be back for a for lot of the year, but Lever is, is a big out for them because they, you know, they invested heavily in him and, and set up probably a lot around him into set marking, and he's not there. So, and yeah, I just think that they just got to stick Hogan forward, keep him forward. I think the actual, you know, if they bring in these rule changes, it might help him a bit because means Jesse Hogan has to play forward, he probably gets one on one a lot more. So
0: yeah, yeah. But uh, not going to be your year, unfortunately, for the D's. Another team. On the cusp, great fade for mine. I'm agreeing with Baz here. We, we rarely do this, but with this case, I'm backing him in. North to finish ninth for mine. Again, they're a 50-50 prospect most games. They're, they're far exceeded expectations, so missing eight shouldn't be a devastation for them. Um, percentage will be key. So if they jag three out of six, they're in that log jam with the Hawthorns, the Geelongs, uh, and, and probably the Adelaides, but... The games that they've won convincingly, they haven't done so on the scoreboard. So they've they've won it by five goals. They've been ahead the whole game, but never really put a game, put team to the sword. And then you saw last week, much like Geelong, when a team that's so de- like defensively minded opens the game up, they get scored against too easily, and so they still can't they can't get a percentage, percentage boosting win. Yeah. So yeah, we
1: talk about Geelong all the time. As soon as the game opens up, as soon as yeah. Geelong had more than sixty points scored against them this year, hmm. they've lost. So.
0: And that's been the same with North Melbourne.
1: Yeah. So, for me, North really struggle. Like, they've got Collingwood this week, and uh, even I oh, was a Collingwood fan, if we don't win this week against North at the MCG, I'd be pretty disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got West Coast, which, you know, it's a really tough game, and it's down in, it's down in uh, Tassie, and uh, West Coast should be winning that game. They play Brisbane, which is a danger game up the Gabba, because, again, Brisbane will try to open up the game and play you know, fast football, and it's quick scoring, which will open up the game a lot, and either team can sneak it. Yeah, uh, you know, they were lucky probably to get away last time against the doggies. That win they probably should have probably should have dropped that. So that that's a 50-50 game. I don't see them being Adelaide. In Adelaide, and then they got the Saints in the last round. So you know they might sneak another two wins in. Yeah. But for me, they just lost. Like they rely so heavily on their older players. Um, you know, the young players are still good and they're coming through and they're getting experience. But they're they're a bit like St Kilda. You know, last year, before, where they they're mature age players carried a lot of the brunt of the team. And once they lost those mature age players, you saw Sincura really fall away like they have this year. And I think, yes, North are heading down the same path, but, you know, they're throwing more money out at it. Pollock. So you and-
0: think that north actually going to be dropping off next year as well? Yeah. Not improving? Because remember, this is a team that's meant to be coming like out of a rebuild. They they did the big call last no, year. they've still got... know, I know, that's what I'm saying. They've but still got like, a lot of mature they're, age. But their they're public messaging to their supporter group is that oh no we did the we said goodbye to an absolute legend we said we, we were savage with you know an all time an all time games player this is we're now you know we're in the era of Ben Brown we're in the era of these players let's let's go you look
1: at their best players it's Cunnington Zeebel Higgins um, Thompson you know and they're all 29 30 28 30 in that age bracket older hmm so they're not going to play like this is why they're dropping off because they've played really good footy early in the year but as the, the season gets on they're a bit tired and there's no one coming to be able to slack. They're relying a lot on Mason Wood but he's you know injury prone same with weight but he's a lot older and yeah it's just I think they got some good young talent don't get me wrong but I think there's a big gap there with, and you'll see that we've seen it with St Kilda like M- Montano and Nick Rewalt were their best players last year they leave and then it's no wonder they are falling apart so quickly because they've got no only Nick Rewalt, they kick two and they're in a, a bad sticky situation they got Membry or you know McCartan and stuff and no disrespect to them but they're not a Reholt are they no So not
0: many are so. yeah
1: exactly and it's just and I just think that yeah North they'll, they'll probably recruit they'll probably finally land a free agent like a Pollock or someone and they'll you know they'll go to the draft this year again and they'll keep getting better but I think they are still probably got they've definitely got a year where they're going to finish
0: outside the ad again
1: outside the ad again yeah definitely and like to be fair, what they've done this year has been amazing, can compare to what everyone thought, myself and everyone else. Well
0: we were shipping them off to Tassie, and yeah. I'll happily put my hand up there. We were gonna we spent the first two weeks putting them in the cone of silence. Yes, we did. <laughs> and now and now they're almost making finals. So egg on our face, but again, some uh, hard times ahead probably for those in at Arden Street. Alright, into the into the teams now, they're gonna probably shape the eight. We'll start with Hawthorne. If you if they weren't coached by Alistair Clarkson, and they didn't have so many premiership players still left on that side, yeah. you'd be like Based on profiles, based on how they played, based on the, some of the performances this year, you put a line through them. But they are a, very much a sniff of making the eight. And then once they're in there, you're like, well, they could do damage. No, like they're not going to make. They're not going to win a premiership this year. They're not making the eight. But they could snag it. They, they could jay a few. They beat
1: Carlton. They beat Freo. Maybe it's they beat a, Essendon. They beat Essendon. They won't beat Geelong. St Kilda. They beat St Kilda. No, nah, it's fifty-fifty game for me because Hawthorne struggle against teams move the ball quickly and. Outside speed, so secured Kilda's one of them. And Sydney. They don't beat Sydney. There you go, they win two, so not enough.
0: Uh, fair enough. i will win to win three, so they're a 50-50 chance there. And especially once they, you give them Carlton and Frio, then they just need to jay one of four, and essentially in the eight. Yeah. And you back Alistair Clarkson to find one well, out of
1: four. I think you need, or for, for me, you need to win 13 games this year. Yeah. To make the eight.
0: I've, got, I've got 12, and then it comes down to percentage, and it's really messy, and that's your perfect situation for... Melbourne to miss out by a couple of percentage yeah, points. Good. Moving on to another team, much like Hawthorne, if they were anyone else, you'd just put a line for them. But Geelong are winning four of their last six. And do you know why? Because they're playing at home. Because they're playing all of them down at Kardinia Park, including a very important one against Melbourne this weekend. I think they make the eight just based on that. You say every every home game from now on for them is a win. You just bank it. Once they get into funnels, I don't see them making much of a shake. No, nah, they've got massive... Issues
1: defensively, and like, I don't know how. So I went back and looked at it. They've the teams they've restricted to below sixty have all been you know outside the eight pretty much teams. Yeah, there's one or two like Collingwood and stuff, but you know, they've done it to the poorer teams and against the top teams. I, I was worried because whenever they've opened up the game and it's been a bit of a shootout, they get
0: opened. Up, they get scored so easily against. Do you subscribe to the fact that they could play funnels footy though? Do you think they could just nah. they just back into that lockdown? And I don't agree with that either. That's more of a devil's advocate argument because even Richmond, who are the, the Dower team, will score heavily. Collingwood will score heavily. West Coast will score heavily. Like, GOS going to score heavily. Unless they match up against a Sydney early on or whatever, or a Hawthorne or an Adelaide who's in around their own group, they could probably jag an elimination funnel. But other than that... They're not going very deep.
1: I think that, yeah, they, they rely to everyone on the top end and, not, and their bottom end will get fanned out in finals. Yeah. And they're not consistent enough, the bottom end either. So, yeah, I've got them making finals, but they won't have any impact on it. Yeah. Which and is now, sad because, uh,
0: yeah, they're in, a, I think they're in a world of
1: hurt coming up.
0: I think so, but I think they're always going to be a bit like Hawthorne where they don't get stuck in a, in a bottom-out rebuild. They'll, they'll, they'll sit around the cusp of 8th, ninth, ten, They might miss a final series or two. They're not going to go down to the depths. Onto the teams that I say are a bit of a sniff. They're not our main hopes, but they're a bit of a sniff. And we'll start with Port Adelaide. No chance. They're obviously making the eight. Yeah, they're making the eight, but they're no chance of winning anything. Now, this is just you not wanting to go out and spend $110 on a Port Adelaide jersey and head on down to Albion and watch a prelim. Uh, but what I've got basically happening here is that they will face off against your your Magpies... You know, you still need final. can wait the final. It
1: won't matter because I won't have to go to preliminary final. Yeah. But there you go. So they won't have any impact. Their top end's good. Their bottom end's bad. They're very, very flip floppy. They, yeah,
0: they, are not a very good team. Their game against Frio last week Was is disgusting. is is warning bells football. Oh, yeah. You're just like, how can you, how can you. Beat teams like Richmond at home and then go to Frio and not kick sixty points.
1: And like I said, they play 15-20 minutes of footy a week. Do enough. their big concern for me is their four line. You know, Dixon does a great job bringing the ball to ground, but doesn't really offer much else. And with Twitekis already, is you know, you said how sorry he is and how he can't train and everything. And you know, Riders now now as well, and he's the same. He couldn't train. Yeah, I just don't think they they they're good enough. And like they've done a good job to get where they are. It's probably because they've played a lot of home games and they've had a pretty good draw. But again, they're a team that probably needs to recruit pretty well next year if, if they want to have
0: a real crack at it. Now, when you say that, that's probably letting them off the hook a little bit because they apparently recruited really well this year. When you yeah. say that, yeah, they got Mott Love, they got Watts, yeah, but they, got, they more, got Rockcliffe. They got perfect Port LA players. players yeah. that 15-minute game ends. Yeah, or blokes who played
1: two good weeks of footy, they go missing for the next six. yeah. So, and that's what Port out at the moment. That's
0: Yeah, and I just don't think that can be anything. The other opposite side of that is Sydney, who I have finishing fifth. They probably win four out of six games in that final month and a half because they just do enough to win. And they're a team that knows how to win, they're committed, they're disciplined, they show up each week. But they're not a team that I can see being convincing in finals because they don't score. I know that often defence wins games and what have you. I think if you don't have the ability within your squad to kick a 100 points convincingly week in, week out, you probably don't have the firepower required to score 80 in a final.
1: No, well, they opened not going on the weekend. They definitely had a different midfield look, which is what I begged them to do. But he was pretty good. Ronke was pretty good. Um, but yeah, again, I think they rely too heavily on too few to get the job done. And It's good that they've finally given a few others you know, run through the midfield, and it worked for them on the weekend. But it really cost them as well, because Northland beat them in a pretty high-scoring game, which is a bit of a surprise. But yeah, I think... They're a dangerous team. They always will be. You can see them win the flag because they're just that team that can do it. And you know they're well coached by John Lomai, and they've got the freak that is Buddy Franklin.
0: We come into more of the big dogs here. So the first of the big dogs is the, as the most of the papers said on the weekend, the reinstated Frankenstein, DWS Giants. Was that a convincing, scary, fear-inducing win on the weekend against the Tigers, or is that just them? Being desperate and knowing that if they don't win every game from now on, they're probably going to miss out on a top four spot.
1: But A and B, yeah, they, moved, they played pretty good footy, and they, like I said, they followed the West Coast model against you and did it pretty well. But you know, Richmond can't travel either, so um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought you liked that one. I think I think the real issue is Richmond can't kick, straight. Yeah, which is well, becoming a more and more important issue. You should have won, but you didn't. Ten 10-17 um, is not great output, but
1: uh, but the ins for GWS are massive. Like you know, uh, Green coming back, a few others. Uh, Green's a massive one. Scully's probably not far away either, actually. So it's another big in, and Griffin's playing good footy again. I think Delidio's not too far away. So they've got a bloody good team. We knew we knew that all along, but it's just the the I think they've changed. Like they're definitely more contested footy oriented. They have got the outside runners, they've got the outside players. You can use the footy really well, and they're playing probably a better game plan, which. That's so what we begged for about probably eight, nine weeks ago, I think, on the podcast, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, they've been playing without patterning and Cameron, and they look better.
1: Yeah, well, we've spoken about... So what do you do when Cameron's fit? You play Cameron, but he's just got to be more disciplined. And that doesn't go... Like, I'm not talking about the what he got rubbed out for, but... And again, we've spoken about this before, before when, when it was around, that game against Brisbane and Gold Coast, where he starts layerising and doing uh, undisciplined things that wouldn't be part of the team philosophy and he thinks he's a bit better than probably the team or whether that's just something going on in his life, whatever it is but yeah, I think he needs to fall back in the line a bit and I think him being out and how good Jerby is going, Leon Cameron should just play him through the kneeful and say, you've got to work your way back in mate and if Leon Cameron had you know some bollocks, he would do that and you'd probably see at the other end a much better oh, forward yeah, and, and the team will go, you know, shit, hang on a minute. If he's doing that for Jeremy Cameron, it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. We've got to keep going the way we're going. And look, they're legitimately outside West Coast and Richmond. They're the only team, if they make the top four, If they, and which we've got to make the top four, both of us do, because they're run home, they're the ones we've got to watch out for.
0: Absolutely. So you look at their run home. Their run home is Port, St Kilda, Carlton, Adelaide, Sydney, and Melbourne. Based on their current form, they could definitely win all six of those. And then you've got a Giants team finishing in the top four on a seven-game win streak. Yeah. That's a very scary prospect. Except you. if you are the AFL CEO, in which case it's finally happening. Yeah. The Giants are finally doing what they were meant to do all along. And that's win a flag. They've made...
1: They've made- the main finals have gone pretty far in a couple of years but
0: they want a flag for them they do they yeah they do, do. Yeah. They, they, well, they want, they they want, they want to take what, a cup back to Western Sydney in, yeah. then we move on to your own beloved team Collingwood who I have winning 5 out of the last 6 5 every game except for the Richmond game look at the run home so you've got North Melbourne which you'd say we you, should want win. To, you want to win. We should win you drop to Richmond we drop to Sydney I don't think you drop to Sydney why, why should you drop to Sydney though Sydney's being very poor at home. Other than being a pessimistic Pies fan, when you're playing with speed, you'll have Cox bats that give you structure up forward. You, chat, you, win, you win the clearances easy. You defend all right. So all you do is lock down Buddy and that's their forward line we're, shut down.
1: the lockdown lock down Buddy this year.
0: <laughs> and then uh, and then your forward line doesn't up.
1: Like, we, we should beat Brisbane and Port is here, so we should beat them. In and fresh, so that, yeah. there's your
0: five. Four out of six, five out of six. I've got
1: us three or four yeah you're best being safe there not wanting to jigsaw. I've got it still I've got it still just finishing in the top four but we're level on points for Sydney and
0: now is that a straight setter for you though if you put
1: put your fan cape on we lose to Richmond and then we play what the bottom so we lose to Richmond then we play the winner of five and six uh, six and seven which would be Geelong and Port so yeah it probably could be a straight setter but I'd you're probably Jaganpuri Prelim. I'd, I'd be happy to win one final. From where we were, I'm just stoked we make finals. Yeah. I just wanted us to make the eight this year, and to have done that, then I've yeah, you know, I'm pretty happy with the year. Yeah, but it's always good to at least have one oh Oh yeah, one finals. we going to next year. Full, yeah. full of optimism and. Probably get my heart broken, but that's all right.
0: Yeah, no worries. And, you know, like all those years of Richmond straight sets and, and eight finishes and yeah, finals it, defeats and you Conwood people finishing 10th and 12th and yeah, having a laugh at Richmond's woes. That's Richmond. It's a bit, it's a bit ridiculous. Yeah, you better go if you back get, to back, mate. you better go, go back sets. to back, so... to the big dogs. West Coast finishing second. They win well, the last six. And I reckon that these, this team, the team that played last week at the MCG should be the premiership favourites.
1: Yeah, well, if McGovern plays like that, they, well, to be fair, he wasn't playing on anyone, but McGovern had a field day last week, and you got, obviously Nick Nats a big out, but Lysette's a very, very good ruckman. See,
0: I don't think Nick Nats a big out because that midfield's been adapted so that there's no there's no dependency on one one player, and that includes Nick Nat. Nick Nate's a bit of extra cream on the crop, and you'd want to have Nicknack in, in, in a grand funnel yeah. Because he has that, he has that X factor that he could win a, he could win a norm in fifteen minutes and take the game away from you, yeah. But also, he's not an essential part. Your game plan is not ruined if he doesn't play.
1: I think, I think when Lysett went into the ruck against Star Slater, he became more unpredictable, which is why they smashed the strength of It's Like Wise, twenty five, a very very good rucker, and I actually talked about it last year, and he's out of contract, and if GWS don't do whatever they have to do to get him. He can't leave West Coast now. Oh, if Jerry West came knocking on your door.
0: West Coast is going to be finishing top two. They're looking at having a shot at the grand funnel. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with this squad for the next three years. And there's no Nick next year because he's just on an ACL. Okay. You're, you're paying Lycett to stay. But
1: yeah, that's but he might be getting offered more at JWS and he gets to have that midfield around him that makes him look even better.
0: What's wrong with the midfield he's got at West Coast?
1: I'd much rather Kelly and Coniglio and Shield and those boys.
0: Yeah, fair enough. No, you make a valid point. You <laughs> yeah. make a very valid point. Imagine
1: it. Like, a good midfielder or, or helps a good ruckman.
0: Yes, obviously.
1: Yeah, so if, if you've got a good midfielder, it's killing it, and you're the ruckman. All of a sudden, you hit it advantage, to go up, all that stuff, it makes you look
0: better. Yeah, No, fair enough. There's no law to more in football. Fair enough. Okay, no. so West Coast, <laughs> it's not. if they play... That If they play that game, don't worry about the next six weeks because they're going to just win those games easy. They could not rock up and still win them. But come finals time, they're going to have two games at home. You're going to bank those as wins as well. Oh, they make the granny. They make the granny. If they replicate what they did to Collingwood on and, the weekend. And Richmond. And Richmond in the West. But more the fact it was at the MCG, all the other bullshit hoodoos that went yeah, on this year. They've
1: got to be able to replicate that under pressure in finals football. That so would be the was real there, test. was there
0: no pressure... Against you guys,
1: it's not finals football. that's differently.
0: I know, but they're still in the sense that with the with this year so close, they've had to drop that game to you guys. Suddenly, you solidify second spot a bit more. They're in in this in this fight and scrap for second place. I don't care place, what, don't care what anyone
1: says. There's a massive difference between see normal season, no matter what's online, yeah, and finals. There's finals pressure does funny things to all sorts of people. If they, it's a it's a very dangerous game style to take into a, what what we've seen in the last few years of finals football, if it comes off, they'll no doubt be very, very hard to beat. And so will GWS because they're playing very similar.
0: The only saving grace for Richmond fans who will obviously get to very close is uh, Adelaide Adelaide looked very similar to West Coast last year. They yeah. were they were the, clearly the most dominant forward team. Adelaide they were a lot more direct. They and were a a lot, lot... and a lot
1: less patient. West Coast will hang on to the footy, mm. work. They'll keep going both ways, backwards and forwards, until they open it up. Mm. As Adelaide just would eventually just take that forty-five kick on and don't care, just mm. take it on. And I think uh, more teams these days, especially you know, I saw it when Colling, uh, Shanbury kicked into the guts, turnover goal. A few players went up to him and said no. You don't to take that kick on unless it's
0: unless it's there.
1: It's there, You are going along down the line. I think uh, West Coast definitely have more users coming out of the back line who can take that kick on and, and sort of Adelaide and GW than what, say, Collingwood or Richmond do.
0: And then, of course, the team I have finishing first is Richmond. They play four games at home in their last six. They play St. Kilda this week at Etihad. And they play Gold Coast away. So you imagine they bank those six. They finish on top. They are never hunted, though. Everyone knows their game style, apparently. They haven't really... They haven't travelled well. They won't need to travel if they finish on top. But the teams they've lost to whilst travelling have been your top four, top six teams. Yeah. Is that the real issue? Should that be the real story? Is that Richmond can't beat good teams?
1: No. You're you're fine, mate. I wouldn't be too worried yet. Yeah. Uh, If you lost the first final, you might be a bit worried. Because then you'd have to travel. And you can't travel. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, no, nah, you, you're far away. You, you're the best team in it by far. It doesn't matter what style they play. I think, come Grand Final if you're there, it'd be very, very hard to beat Richmond.
0: Yeah, and all the all the kind of cliches, which are finals cliches because they actually are kind of true. Richmond's been there before. They did it to a similar team last year when facing off against Adelaide. And as as unfair and as you know biased and Victoria centric it is. West Coast have to travel to Victoria to play in the Grand Final, which means a whole week away, which means all the other malarkey that goes with that Grand Funnel week. And it does take a toll, especially when you're playing against a Victorian team, but that's a debate for another time. All right, so to round out, we'll just recap our top eight, which is, my top eight is Hawthorne in eighth, Geelong in seventh, Port Adelaide in sixth, Sydney in fifth, the Giants in fourth, Collingwood in third, West Coast finishing second, Richmond finishing first, and my grand funnel is Richmond versus West Coast with a Richmond win. I've got
1: first Richmond, West Coast, GWS, Collingwood, Sydney, Geelong, Port, Adelaide. And uh, I reckon, yeah, Richmond, West Coast are giants, top three, all can make the granny. So that's, that's where I'm sitting.
0: All right. Richmond to win it. You said that so casually.
1: Well, yeah, I've I've I'll just given in. <laughs> I've given in.
0: Uh, round eighteen preview starts with a Friday night flop. Other than a great moment for charity, for family, and all the other important things in life, things way more important than football. Shoutouts to all the things that go on behind the scenes of this game. But St Kilda versus Richmond won't be a very good spectacle, in my opinion. However, last year we got proven wrong. Well, actually, it was a terrible spectacle anyway, but just in the opposite result. Uh, St Kilda here are $6 outsiders. Richmond, despite having to travel all the way to Etihad, are 13 favourites. And the line here is 40 points. You still win it, You still win Etihad, though, at least. Yes, true. I think Richmond just win this, don't they? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I wouldn't be touching much in this game, probably except for the typical last quarter. Absolutely. It's nine and a
0: half points, which should be covered. Nine and a half points Richmond to win the last quarter. And they've done it in every game this year, except for the West Coast game. Yep. So even when they lose, like they did last week, they still win the last quarter, and they usually cover that line as well. So for $1. ninety, it's better than bank interest. Jump on that. Jump on it straight away before it blows out any further will move swiftly along to Saturday 1.45 Collingwood in a very important game against the Roos they are a dollar 56 favourites the line here is two goals North's consistent, they're dogged, they're hard working they've rolled up their sleeves but as you said they rely very heavily on their senior players can they get it done and secure a funnels or are you guys just in that mode, you're a proper top four team now and you should just be able to bank this win.
1: Grundy got touched up last week He'll be looking to bounce back this week. A Few of our mids weren't so flush either. Uh, side bottom was really. Well, you got well, proper tag. You did. It was like an a old legitimate f- tag, old fashioned tag. Um, yeah, we were pretty. I think we were, it was probably the poorest I've seen us play. And in the first half, like we we're okay, and we had our opportunities. We just didn't, didn't use them, and we didn't take them. And that let you know. I'm I, talking to you and a, and a few of the boys. I put up the scoring shots and the opportunities for both teams up to half time I said this is going to come back and hurt us and it absolutely it really did. did so yeah look I think I think we should be winning this we should be winning this and I think the in's are actually pretty good for us so Sam Murray comes back Mason Cox is back which is a massive in because we saw our four line you know in just step. loses instruction yeah well yeah. McGovern had something like Oh, it was thirteen odd marks to midway through the third quarter, and seven or eight of those were intercept marks. And yeah, he was giving my check no no respect whatsoever. I'm, how does Levi Greenwood keep getting a game for us? I just don't know what he adds to our team at the moment, he, even as a small lockdown uh, back, which he's you know he didn't and he ended up playing forward. The last two weeks he's ended up going forward for periods. I I don't know whether there's some reason why he's kept getting played, but like, you can't see it. I just can't see it. And there's a few blokes in our twos that are playing some good footy that. I'd like to see. Braden Sear, if he was young enough, probably would have got almost close to that rising star last week. He, he was very good, especially that first half. And for, yeah, North, Higgins is unbelievable. He was awesome last week. and He was pretty much kept him in the game. him was evil. But I think the, the, the line of, what, like 13 points um, is pretty pretty generous for us. So I'll be taking that and just sitting back. I won't be able to watch the games. So I'll be coaching. But, um Hopefully, it's a nice win for us.
0: Yeah, you'd imagine so. And yeah, at the end of the day, as much as North do show up and play defence-first football a lot of the time, there's, I think Collins has got too many options, especially with Cox back, just to just to really create that structure on the forward line that allows you to go either long and high or short and low or fast and outside. Yeah, you have too much for them and you'll hopefully start building towards a top four finish. A couple of blowout potential games this week as well, as it always is this time of year, the first of which is our Saturday afternoon game, Sydney, a $1.04 favourites against Gold Coast, who are pretty much already on, they've gone beyond their Mad Monday celebrations and off to their uh, summer holidays. They're $11 outsiders. The line here is 56 points for a Sydney team that struggles to kick a 100 points.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous, oh, and you know, well, I wouldn't not surprise one be if they beat them by a hundred. are just not very good. No, they, Gold Coast, no. and not and,
0: not, and at Gold Coast and Carlton, they're they are not very good sides. So like St Kilda this year aren't a very good side. But as a St Kilda fan, you can go to the football and at least expect them to rock up and yeah, try. Right, and, yeah. But Carlton and well, I don't know how many Gold Coast fans there are now, but Gold Coast fans, if there are any. You couldn't be assured of that. You no. wouldn't. You wouldn't even buy a ticket because you're like, "What's the point? Why should I turn up if my team doesn't?"
1: I, I seriously would not if I was a a Gold Coast. Look, they're a dollar twenty-five to score less than sixty points. That mm. says a lot about them. That's, that's how, scary.
0: That's, the over under team total for Gold Coast this week is forty-nine points. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Eight goals.
1: It's it's be bad. I, I have a, yeah, <laughs> I won't be watching. That's for sure. Uh, there's no there's no there's no you can't have a punt in this game
0: no well I was gonna go before like, I looked at the odds Gold Coast to score less than 60 but so it was a double 25 yeah. and I was like well that's not
1: and even, even like, worth your while yeah and Buddy would probably be two bucks to kick most goals, or something
0: stupid like that so yeah no value and not a lot of uh, spectacle value to that one yeah. either so moving swiftly along to the Twilight game Eston hunting that top 8 spot are playing Frio who this year have the ability just to drag teams down to their standard drag them down in the mud uh, Essendon are $1. twenty favourites the line here is 6 goals Freibay in the year Freibay in the year Eston is Port but based in Melbourne yes they flip a, floppy it's at Hadd- they're soft but it's at Eddie Hadd- where Eston do love to play and love to beat up on teams I'm tipping Eston but staying away from this one as well because as much as we've had 18 weeks of football to make a prediction off when it comes to Essendon and Fremantle, the form lines mean nothing. Yeah, no, nah. and like
1: Essendon got more injuries. They won't crash out right last week. There's not really, there's not a lot to bet on this weekend really for footy. Leave it alone, tipping Essendon, and it wouldn't surprise me. David Mundy has been really good. He was he was amazing last week. David Mundy, and for an older bloke and carrying that team the way he did without Fife and Sandilands and a few other players, he he's yeah he's going really well and. He could be, he could lift the motor line here, but I doubt it. He that had, had Esther should be winning this game. You would imagine and, so. And Fremantle cannot buy a score at the moment either. So maybe there is a play there for the under sixties or sixty one to seventy five. Have a look at the odds.
0: That's probably the only only way you can go. So the first of an absolute great double header Saturday night football feast. Brisbane. Uh home dogs to Adelaide. $2.17 versus sixty nine. The line here is just a slender goal, very, which is... Very generous. Very generous, because you, you would think, even though, yes, Brisbane's been in great form, as we said earlier in our end-of-season predictions, they're a young team. They've been up for three weeks, and they've been up very high. They've been like... Even the last six weeks have been very impressive, averaging 100 points, and you just think it's going to... Fall away soon.
1: And they've been doing lots of media and that stuff. So and we, you know what happens with young boys; They get a bit ahead of themselves. There's nothing wrong with that. They're allowed to. Yeah. They're still in the system. They've still got a lot of experience to come. You know, they'll, they'll learn. Like, you know, it's just going to happen. You see a lot of the younger teams, they're up, they're always up for three or four weeks. And they have two or three weeks where they just drop right off. And I don't expect them to drop right off. I just think that Adelaide will win. The overs, unders is one, seven, nine and a half. If the weather's fine up there, I think that will get covered because both teams will be scoring. There's no doubt about it. And I just think Adelaide will win and probably cover that line of 8.5 pretty comfortably. You would think so
0: as well, yeah. And I reckon that will that will blow out a little bit as we get closer to that game as people start to realise that maybe, you know, Adelaide's going to sneak into the 8 and Brisbane are, are bottom 3 side for a reason. The more important game of the Saturday Night Ones, tune into this one for sure. We're going down to Kadinia Park. Geelong are 60 home favourites because... They're playing at home, and there's a crazy stat for you. Geelong at home, when favourites, win 91% of the time.
1: Well, they should, because they, they play that ground. It's so skinny. They play it really well, really defensively. And that's why I think this will go under the 163. Geelong will win between 1-39. And, yeah, I just can't see Melbourne winning. The only thing that, that does favour Melbourne here is they're, better, probably, they're, they're a better clearance side than...
0: Them. Every other team in the competition. They're the number one clearing side in the comp.
1: Yeah. And so it's going to be congested. It's going to be on a small ground. You know, they might actually win that battle. And it, we've already seen, you know, the fact that they're, they're pretty easy to score against old Geelong. So does that play into, you know, Lockie Henderson comes back, Cornico comes back, um... Yeah, Don Tyson's in for Melbourne. I I think the the big thing for me is that Hibbard's out. But I, oh God, I'm literally talking myself into tipping Melbourne in there.
0: Two dollars thirty-five is tasty odds for a Melbourne side that's meant to be good. We know they haven't. They had it. as we said. We will reiterate the the key stats there for Melbourne is zero and four against top eight sides this year. Yeah, Geelong are still a top eight side. They're not going to be a long-term final side, but they're still a good team. I they're see. a team that if you don't show up, or another 100%, or you're not legit... Yeah, can you see where I'm... Coming? Oh, a, no, definitely. The, the, if they, the, they, will, they will win the clear. If, if, there's, if there's any ground where they can get away
1: with that speed and, and the, the game style they'll play, mm. it's it's Geelong because it's a narrow ground. It's going to be very low scoring. It won't be end-to-end stuff.
0: Mm. And North took them to the distance when they played at Virginia Park. Sydney knocked them off.
1: Yeah. So maybe maybe this is the, the team that can actually do it. So I don't know, I'll, I'll just, I had had it planned, I'm just looking at it going, you know what, this could be, you know, the, the time where a Melbourne team is actually suited by they might want to play down at Skilled Stadium every week, who knows? But yeah So yeah,
0: your options here for minor, you take Melbourne at two dollars seventy five or you go Geelong just to cover, so that's nine and a half, and under the one six one at three dollars seventy five.
1: Yeah. Well, both teams are very good contested marking. I mean, obviously, Melbourne has a poor record at, at skill, but that's because they no uh, uh, always shit down there. Yeah, um, Yeah, I'm probably still gonna stick with Geelong. one sixty-nine, I uh, won the thirty-nine points and the unders. Uh, the unders, but um, I've probably like the last two weeks. I've I've tipped us to to Brisbane and and not been fully sold on it to go harder on the pod. But if it happens again, then I'm just gonna. I have to start backing myself a bit more. Eh? Yeah.
0: I'm going to go with you along on this one too. Just that fact that when they are favourites, the punt, the books don't usually lie in terms of who should win that game. And so, once if they're 90% off being favourites at home, I'm backing that trend to continue. A lot of calm, cool heads there. Very smart coach. And just enough top end talent to, to win the contest that matter, I think, there. All right, the Sunday slate. We've got Carlton, who have just checked out. Their season is completely done. Only their list majors is turning up now. Like, it's just one bloke in that whole club. So, shout-outs to all the Blues fans. Hawthorne are fourteen favourites, and they're not much top this year either. The line here is six goals.
1: We're going to see something from Cullen this week. You reckon? Yeah. It's it's, the, the fire's being lit? Yeah, Wiedering's back, Caswell's back, Nick Graham gets, gets it back in, Lowe's back, Matty Wright, or um, well, when I say Lowe's back, he's... I think it's his first game now for, for Carlton Sicily's a massive out for, for yep, Hawthorne huge their defence is already a bit old a bit weaker their midfield's already been exposed this year numerous times I think I actually think the midfield battle is on par here yeah uh, and the forward line I reckon I'd give to to Carlton with, with Charlie and and maybe right skirting about and you know surely one of these games Pickett Gartlett and SPS pull their finger out and, you know, McKay shows glimpses. I reckon Carlton that line, he's 36 and a half. I thought about to say Carlton
0: just to jag it.
1: And, 590. I'm actually very tempted to have a crack at that. Yeah? Um,
0: I, Bit of rough? I was Bit having, of rough, rough Yeah, I
1: was having a look at this dur- during the week. And I looked at, you know, Hawthorne's midfield. And, you know, they're very reliant on two blokes. Um, Their four lines hit and miss. You know, Bruce is probably the only one that's really been consistent. Um, and, Carlton have been absolutely under the pump now the last three or four weeks. So it could be, you know, just that, you know, when you know, a team gets their backs to the wall under the pump, you know, the surveyor has been copping it, Bolt and everything, it's just something they might show a bit. And that's why, you know, the five nine is very, very, looks good, but I'd be just more, the 36.5 line is pretty, pretty nice as well. Yeah, I reckon Carlton definitely could cover the line.
0: Yeah, it's a massive line for a for a Hawthorn team that hasn't been kicking massive scores. No, they got done by yeah, they got Don, done done, Brism, done by Brisbane last week. Only kicked 65. They they tail up the doggies the week before, but the doggies are either like, here. Yeah, but or you yeah. look at
1: that game at halftime. Exactly, it was very Pretty even close, as well yeah. it was just that third quarter. But yeah, you know, yeah, I just Hawthorn aren't, aren't as good as what and And Again, the coach, but Alistair Clarkson, as you said before. They've got some deficiencies, no doubt, and obviously Carlton have been struggling. And oh, I just think this is the this is the chance, the upset of the round for me. And I, I've said it last two weeks with Brisbane, haven't stuck by it, and it's burnt me a bit. So I'm going to go with it this week and watch Hawthorn win by 100 points.
0: The calm before the storm happens this weekend on Sunday, with West Coast playing the doggies down at Optus Stadium. This could be an absolute massacre because the Eagles won't hold back their hunting percentage. If they could jag top spot, they'd take it. Not that it really matters, they just need top two, but they need to make sure that the Giants don't steal their top two spot. And the doggies have been done for a very, very long time. They get a couple of ins in, but uh, none that will kind going fully fix those issues. And the massive out for the Eagles is obviously Nana Nui. But I don't think that will affect their scoring power at home.
1: Well, I think the Watson will probably cost them a massive win is the fact
0: that it's going to be another absolutely horrendous day down in the yeah. yeah. so I'll
1: just, I'll just check the unders overs for that game I saw 140 and I was like oh there must be some torrential rain and there yeah. is both days there's a, there's a fair bit of rain so maybe just uh, West Coast won the 39 and if it's gonna be that wet if it's that wet then West Coast won the 39 and they'll win and they'll win pretty comfortably and but and then it unders in the line, in, on the line because the line's 40 and a half so if it's meant to be as well as it's meant to be, then I can't see him winning by 40, 40 or more. But, I mean, the one game that we saw Doggies play in the wet this year was against Adelaide, and they were pretty poor that game as well.
0: And to round out a very, very important game, one that separates the Pretenders from the Contenders, Port Adelaide are hosting the Giants. There are seventy favourites the Power... This is a joke. ...against the Giants, who just knocked off the reigning Premiers and the top-placed uh, Tigers... Two dollar ten outsiders. The line here is depending on your market or bookie of choice around about a goal. I have no idea why the Giants aren't favourites. Port at home, yes, I understand that. They went to Freo and they lost to Freo. That they, they can How could you trust? Could, if you were a bookie, how could you trust them to win against Giants? I can't. Like just hunting that top top four spot.
1: That's a joke. It, seriously, if. Sydney play... various a Sydney play like they did last week, then they've got Port covered well and truly. And I'm not sold on Port. I haven't been for all year. I'll, probably, I'll lie. We were both sold on pretty early. weren't we? We, I was
0: very sold. They am actually going to play in a grand final. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, and then we then we realised our were very yesterday and like and uh, we, we jumped off pretty quickly, I think. Yes. But, yeah, they're, they're, you, you can't rely on them, can you? No. They, they could come out at me by 30 points because they, got, they they got some... Very, very good talent, but it just drops away so much so quickly. As you know, JWS got players back, and we saw how good um, Lynch was second week back. And we actually, again, I do get some things right. Last week I mentioned that Lynch was very, very rusty in his first game back, but watching him be very, very good this week. Toby Green was a bit quiet, but did what he needed to do. Did um,
0: enough. He was. He was essentially a game a game winner for them, yep. even though he did. Yeah, wasn't as as polished as he has been in the past.
1: So i would be getting on Toby Green. Most goals four dollars fifty in. Uh, there's a group one in on sports bet. You know, look at, and i would be backing uh, Jerry Jerry West to win as well because I think, yeah, two dollars fifteen is very very good and, yeah, they'll just keep marching on towards finals.
0: Yeah. Agree with all of that and yeah, you cannot trust the Port and Giants are going to be the juggernaut that the AFL wants them to be. Alright ladies and gentlemen, yet again we come to that time where we try and make you some big cash dollar. It's a lean week as we mentioned for betting and so we've kept disciplined here. We didn't go hunting for things that we thought were too far out of the scope of reality. Lean mean gains machines. Alright, best bet for the week is Richmond to win the last quarter by 9.5 points or more, giving you the expected $1. ninety. Bank that. That will be a good way to start your weekend. Our value bet comes from the GWS Port Adelaide game. We see the Giants scoring in between 76 and 90 match points. Paying you three dollars forty, and Baz has been pretty spot on with these ones. We've had a couple of back-to-back weeks where he's got the got them total match points for teams absolutely spot on. The Giants are improving, but they're not quite a scoring powerhouse yet. I've been a few, few if I had a fair a fair few I'd have been one or two points either way as well. Yeah, so we're about the marks on that one. Our Ruffy, we've got two for you this week. Our first comes on Saturday night, Geelong to cover the ten points and go under the one sixty one. That's paying $3.75. And if anything, if it doesn't get off, we'll have another reason to absolutely have it crack at Melbourne. And our second ruffy is Toby Green after a match to get rid of his rust. Most goals paying $4.50 in that Giants power game. And our multi, which is becoming more desperate than due, is as follows. We can't get a three or four legged multi, so we've gone all out here. We've gone for a five leg, some low odds, some safe odds. Some albeit sure things, hopefully. So here we go. Two poo teams, the Gold Coast and the Doggies, to score less than 60 points. Roll that into the unders in the Geelong-Melbourne game. Roll that into the under at the Hawthorne-Carlton game and add on the Giants to win as underdogs as a bit of value. That's paying $12.40. So that's Gold Coast and Doggies under 60 The under-match total in the Geelong, Melbourne and Hawthorne-Carlton and the Outsiders, the Giants to win, paying $12.40 for our first proper-sized multi-collect of the season. We're coming home strong at the right end of the year. All right, that's all we've got for you. This week, we'll be back next week, and hopefully with a better week for the punters. May your team win, and if not, may they enjoy their long performance.